Hi everyone, Joy here. As you guys know, I have started this podcast to share my entrepreneurial journey. And I thought, what better way to do that than to share the entrepreneurial journey of other people? And today I have TJ here. He lives in Texas and Houston, or should I say Sugarland, as uh, he explained to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, he is uh, very great with teaching people sales strategies. So what he does is he teaches people how to hold on to their values, but at the same time, um, you know, converting their sales into what how do you say it? 50% conversion rate did you was that right yeah I teach something called unselling and unselling just means anti-high pressure so usually my average student typically comes with me maybe five ten percent conversions and I show them how to get over 50% so there you have it hi there my name is Joy Nicholson. I'm an entrepreneur, digital marketer, coach, and mentor. I've been diving in deep for the last year to discover what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Not just the fluff that you see on the outside when you see people that are already successful, but what it takes behind the scenes to become successful. What I discovered was mind-blowing. Millionaires think differently. They have unique habits, focus, discipline, and so much more. Follow along in this podcast where I'll be sharing my journey, the journey of other entrepreneurs, what makes them successful, but most importantly, what can make you successful. Hello, TG. How are you doing? Hi, Joy. Glad to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming onto the show. I really appreciate your time. I've been looking forward to this interview because I believe that you can share a lot of value with our audience and that is very exciting stuff. Awesome. So, a little bit about you, please. Tell people about you. Where did you start out? You know, just a bit of your backstory. Sure. Um, so uh, I live in Sugarland now, Sugarland, Texas. I'm from back east originally. I've been married 20, should be 23 years. My daughter is 20, my son's 13, and they've grown up in an entrepreneurial household. Now, I didn't share a lot of super details about my business, but I am an entrepreneur. I do own several companies, so I will be able to help you with some, uh, you know, uh, real good content for your, for your tribe about entrepreneurialism. Mm -hmm. But my family's grown that way. Both my kids have grown up. We've been able to travel the world. They've both been homeschooled. So we love to travel. Uh, I've been able to retire my wife uh, eight years ago. So she's been able to stay home, homeschool the kids. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's been an awesome journey. I've, uh, I, I've got my own team of people that I work with. So I've got a B2B component, but I also work a lot with entrepreneurs. I work a lot with coaches, course creators, consultants. So I do know the entrepreneurial journey myself, but I work with a lot of people on a daily basis that are going through the same, the ups and downs, the challenges of being an entrepreneur. So I really want to thank you for having me on and, you know, want to be able to share some of this, uh, the good, bad, and uh, I don't want to say the ugly, I'll just say the good and bad with your tribe. Okay. That was a good movie. <laughs> yes, it was. It was a good movie. <laughs> Thank you so much, TJ. Well, let's dive straight into your struggles. What what has been your biggest struggle with being an entrepreneur? So I've actually been uh, in the sales industry as, for 31 years. So I've been doing this for quite some time. time. My entrepreneurial journey actually started when I was very, very young. Um, and my parents, you know, they owned a, a grocery store. So I learned a lot about business when I was really young. The thing is, I got very much lulled into tradition because, you know, I'm from, uh, I'm South Indian. So the Indian families, when I was growing up, you had to be an engineer, a doctor, you know, something. IT wasn't big when I was growing up. Now it is. But back then it was like, you know, we want you to get in a good job. So I went that route, got the job. And then, you know, was, I got paid a lot of money for doing what I did. And then I just got really disillusioned. 
And then I started my entrepreneurial journey, you know, just a little bit on the side, trying to make some money here, make some money there. And I struggled. I struggled pretty much every business I started, I failed. And I became successful when I started modeling what successful people have done. So one of the biggest lessons I want to give people that entrepreneurs or starting that journey is to really don't look to recreate the wheel, find out something that works and then get a mentor. Like if, the, if people are listening to your podcast, it's this great way to do that. You know, find someone who's, who's successful, who's interviewing and finding other people that are successful and then just follow what they did. And that's what I didn't do. I was, I was taught by people that didn't know what they were doing and I was kind of blindly in the blind. And then when I started getting mentors and, and coaches in my life that really knew what had happened and they'll say, listen, TG, do this. Don't do that. Do this. Okay, do this, but you're going to mess up and it's okay. Get up and I want you to keep doing this. So when that happens, when my life changed and that's really what I would say is been the way my entrepreneurial journey was. It's, it's, it's a lot. If this is like the flow chart, it would be like this a lot. And then <laughs> from there, it's been like that. So <laughs> It is so true. I love that you say that because um, yeah, People start out this journey and I think it's going to be easy because they watch a few YouTube videos and they go like, oh, wow, that's so easy. But meanwhile, behind the scenes, that guy or person that they follow on YouTube has been doing it for many, many years. And what they see is just the good stuff, not the struggles. And yeah. Absolutely. And then people give up. And this is the sad part because they just can't make it. They give up. That's one of the biggest things I would say is people will just give up because they just give it a shot or <laughs> excuse me, give it two shots. And they're like, oh, this isn't for me. And you know, it's just the way life is. I mean, life and business have a lot of similarities. There's a lot of parallels with what goes on in your life. And, and I always tell people, most people don't live a super easy life. I mean, there's challenges that you get, even if you have a job, you have challenges, right? Mm -hmm. So there could be, you know, uh, projects that come up at work. There could be relationships that you have. There's all these types of things. There's goods and bads to it. Mm -hmm. Business, you're right. YouTube is a great it's a great thing, but it also can be bad because a lot of times people will look at it and go, oh my gosh, I'm just gonna go and do what they say and I'm gonna become a millionaire. And that's not how it works. And that's why having a mentor or a coach is really important because they will let you know, hey, this is what's gonna happen. You know, or when you're testing something, right? When they tell you to test. The reason they tell you to test is it can fail, right? So things, so sometimes people think that failure is bad, whereas when you're an entrepreneur, you know, failure is just data. That's all it is. And you get to start looking at it instead of winning and losing, look at it as winning and learning, right? So you make some wins and instead of looking at, oh, I just messed up there, just you just figure something out. You figured out what not to do, right? Or you figured out not what to go route road to go down, then you go somewhere else. So that's why mindset and really uh, looking at it from the right point of view is so crucial for being an entrepreneur. Because like you said, many people quit, especially when they're so close. That is so, so, so true. And I myself, I have been, um, you know, involved with, because I've got my own little Facebook group and there's so many people that's just, they, they start and then they watch the videos, they learn some things and then they're like, I can't do this, it's too hard. And yeah. it's quite sad, actually. Well, it, I always tell people it's not supposed to be easy. It's just supposed to be worth it, right? I mean, it's, it's just supposed to be worth it. And the thing is, if it was super easy, everybody would be a millionaire, right? But I do tell people it's simple and people think it's the same thing. I say it's not. It's a simple process with most businesses to make work. You just have to figure out the right marketing angle, 
the right coming now i work with people on the conversion part right not as my marketing i do know i help on the conversion but it's basically about a marketing piece you can do organic or or paid to whatever the business is mm -hmm. then once you get a potential customer then it's about the conversion part then you have a fulfillment and in each of those places you have some testing to do and that's where people typically lose it they don't know that you're supposed to fail <laughs> that's part of it you're supposed to fail <laughs> but if you don't get it right just keep going and testing something else testing something else and if you stick with what your mentors, your coaches are telling you to do, you're going to find success. That's just my attitude is you're going to find if you keep at it. Oh, exactly. I completely agree with you. And the more failures you have, you're more likely to succeed. That's Absolutely. I've had way more failures oh. and successes. But the successes that I've had have been pretty awesome. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's on that one. So what is your secret sauce? What is that thing that you feel makes you successful? So with me is I, uh, I'm a really good listener. That's what I have to say, because again, I'm in the sales industry and it's amazing to me in the, in that industry, how many people don't listen and just listening is just, and it's also if you have a relationship, like, you know, with my wife and I, we've been married almost 23 years. And part of the reason that we've gotten so well to, you know, along with is our communication. And if she says something to me, I listen. If she said, you know, I bet why back and forth, we don't cut each other off. We just really focus on listening to what the other person has to say and then figuring out what that person wants, which is about not making assumptions. So one of the things, especially with the men and women that I learned when I was first married is sometimes when your wife shares a problem with you, they don't want you to solve it. <laughs> they just want you sometimes just to hear. They don't want you to solve it, right? But you're not going to find that out unless you listen and ask questions. And it was a rude awakening when I first got married because, you know, men want to solve, right? They want to help. And so when men say a problem, typically they want a solution. But women just want to be heard. So in the, in the world of selling that I learned is when you listen, that's part of it, then you ask questions to find out what, ha what's, what has to happen, right? So if I had stopped when I first got married and heard a problem, go, so what do you want me to do? Or do you want me to help you with that? And she goes, no. <laughs> I just want you to listen, then I would have you know, been straight with it. So, and I say it in a jovial way, but that's what happens in sales, because mm -hmm. most people don't listen. So I think my secret sauce, what I do better than a lot of other people, is just really, truly listen. And I, I really care. I, and I always tell people, if you're in business, you want to make sure that you're in it to help people. So when you start from a position of caring, of helping, then you're going to do what's in their best interest, not what's in your best interest. And when you're selling something, right, and that other person knows you're doing something in their best interest, then they're going to be more to open and listen, and they're going to want to work with you, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I would say that listening and asking questions that truly lets that person know what, that I'm hearing what their issue is, what their concern is, what their problem is, what their goal is, what their dream is, uh, that's, and then asking them more questions to really make sure I'm clear, that's what I'm pretty well known and good for good at it well that's awesome because you know sometimes you get these people that and you probably get the same tj where you get people that just message you on messenger and then they just keep trying to sell you and mm -hmm. you're like but i don't want this opportunity i don't want this but this is like i'm like you don't understand how is this going to align with my business and help me and 90 percent of the time they can't answer those questions 
is this then the type of things that you do teaching people exactly you know how to not do that type of thing yeah if so somebody has an organic outreach and I, I deal with a lot of coaches uh consultants that do paid advertising so there's usually a way that you know they'll go to a webinar or, or yes. a video and then they'll come to a survey or something to set an appointment mm -hmm. if you are doing organic right where you're not paying you're doing outreach yes that is a challenge because a lot of times when people do outreaches it's usually veiled by, hey, I'm wanna sell, I want to sell you something. <laughs> yes. I want to sell you something. And, and, and that's okay because, you know, in the world we live in, that's a part of what, you know, what goes on out there, right? We're, we're plied with ads everywhere we go, messaging. So buying and selling is, is, you know. But the thing is, if you don't have a relationship with that person and you ask them to buy something, it's a really quick turnoff. Mm -hmm. So it's really the wrong way to do it. So I always talk about finding a, a connection first with someone. So I do teach. So if someone asked me that, I would say, yes, you want to focus on building a relationship or building some kind of uh, funnel or landing page where they can go to learn more about you before you make any kind of offer. So I'm really much, I, I believe in the law of abundance, uh, which really is if you give, 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 and look to really help people out, then it'll come back, you know, to you in waves. So, uh, yes, I believe that is a big problem that people are having. And it, it, but if you, if you change that uh, viewpoint to really just absolutely looking to help somebody and caring about them and, you know, and, but sometimes when I even give them messages, like, uh, I think I sent you an outreach and that's how we connected. Yes, yes. People are almost like taken aback. They're almost like, wow, are you sure you don't want anything? <laughs> They also ask me, what's the catch? You know, and I'm like, no, I don't really have a catch. You know, it's just, you know, I'm not really looking for anything. If you want help, I'm here to help you. And they're almost thinking, wow, what's going on? Yeah. So yeah, so that, that, that is something I do believe in. I've actually asked, the, <laughs> I've actually asked that question a few times by people similar to you that actually just really want to have a conversation because I'm so used to people just trying to sell <laughs> all the time, which is quite sad. And I never, you know, cause I used to be in sales for a while, you know, so I know it's hard to sell and I used to be in an MLM and unfortunately they teach you these things, you know, they teach you how to do this and I couldn't do it. Like I just, I was in it for like a week, the, what, the methods that they taught and I was like, uh, -uh this is not right. <laughs> and I just did it my own thing. <laughs> You're absolutely right. There's it's it's taught this this method is taught by a lot of people, and they just like to work the numbers game. And really, it's hard for me being a guy approaching a, any a female because uh, I have always good intention to talk to people. But there's always this like wall that's up that hey, what? Why is he reaching out to me? Does he really want to have a sincere you know business relationship? Or is he you know? So yeah, it's, so people do a lot of things wrong on Messenger. They do it the wrong way and it makes it a challenge for people that want to do it the right way. But there are, you know, but, but you want to be true to yourself. You really have to be honest. You, know, you just can't be doing it just as a, as a technique. You really want it. So my thing, and it's, you know, it's not the way a lot of people in sales think, but my thing is always look to help people. Believe the law of abundance. And, you know, if, if it's meant to be, it'll, it'll happen right exactly. and if you don't want to do it that way then just do paid advertising That's the way I like just do pay and have people book on your calendar then you can just it's a lot easier to have those conversations right <laughs> that's very very true so my next question was really about developing your brain and education now so you've got a big bookshelf behind you what is your favorite book 
So I've got three of these in my house. I, I've got, I just can't fit them all in this room. Um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in, in really getting your mind the right way. Especially being an entrepreneur, you have so much negativity to deal with. When I was younger, I used to love, you know, uh, fiction books, right? I used to love the mysteries and, and uh, uh, what's the other thing? Uh, conspiracies. When I was young, I had an uncle that used to give me all these books. I really got into all that. But when I became an entrepreneur in the business, I just stopped reading all those because now my free time I spend with my son or I take my daughter out on a date. And, you know, there's a lot of other things I like to do. But when I read, which every day I read, uh, one of my assistants every day reminds me if I, no matter how crazy I, she sends me a message and it's about all five things I want her to remind me of every day. So I always make sure it's done. And one is I read at least 10 pages from different, from whatever book I'm reading. So I just completed a book called the one thing. And it's one of my all time favorite books. It's by Gary Keller. Um, I'm sure that you have Keller Williams Realty in New Zealand as well. Keller Williams is in the U S is one of the biggest Remax is huge. And then Keller Williams is probably the second biggest realtor, I believe, in the U.S. So don't quote me on that, but I, they're, they're super huge, but they're international as well. But mm -hmm. Gary Keller is the Keller in Keller Williams. So okay. he wrote this book called The One Thing, and he talks about how he focuses, he distills everything that is out there, all the noise, into one thing that he focuses on either that day, that week, or that month. And that's what he did to take his business from being hardly anything to over a $100 million company. And now it's probably multiple billions. So yeah, I highly recommend it. That's one of my favorite books is The One Thing by Gary Keller. I should but I love reading. Yes, I love reading. I've also read uh, recently Robert Cialdini's uh, Influence. Influence is a great book. The mm -hmm. Dip by Seth Godin. Uh, so those are some books just off the top that I've been reading recently yeah. that are pretty awesome. I love reading as well. I used to have a bookshelf behind me, but um, it's now a whiteboard. So the office <laughs> is still in like half modeling, remodeling phase, but I've got a bookshelf there and I've got bookshelf books just everywhere. I think I'm driving my husband mad with just books everywhere. <laughs> but um, yeah, reading is, is great. It's, it's a really, it's a good bedtime thing to, you know, get off your phone early enough and just read. It's, it's, it's I mean, because your mind is so, when you're, when you're, because what we spoke about earlier, how much negativity you face, you have to get, your mind right. It's got to be focused because if you let doubt creep in, and that's one of the biggest killers. Like we say, we, people quit too early. Mm -hmm. It's because there's so much doubt. But the thing is, a lot of times when I talk to coaches about the mindset part, mm -hmm. I, their routine is watching TV shows, watching the news, all the kind of stuff. All that stuff is just super negative, and it's not going to help you with your condition. Ways you can read books that's going to really uplift you and mm -hmm. really get. Because again, when you are wanting to become wealthy or successful or whatever you have to model what other people do exactly. you know, the bill gates out there i mean i think bill gates uh, i always get them confused by them bill with the bill gates and warren buffett one of them reads like 500 books a year and one of them reads a book a day or they spend a couple hours reading That's again just follow what successful people are doing you know they're doing that for a reason right exactly. so Mm. And I've done it and it's just amazing. It just gets your mind the right way. So you're not going to let doubt, you know, hold you down and take you the wrong way. Exactly. I completely agree with you. And you know, it's, I've noticed that with people when they have a bad mindset, they really 
they really get themselves into the wrong things. Like they're more worried about what the celebrities are doing or what's yeah. the TV than, you know, focusing on their business. And honestly, that's not good. Like, it's just not good. There's no point in indulging in stuff like that. that. Many, many people do that. And the other thing is a lot of times when you're an entrepreneur or you're trying to be an entrepreneur and you're having doubts about doing things, mm. instead of focusing on refixing those doubts, they'll find excuses not to do it. In fact, I know that people are listening to this or watching this are going, oh my gosh, that's me. You want to, you want to push it off. You know what, I'm making a call. I'll do that later. Uh, writing an email. You know what, let me get dinner. I'll, I have to watch shows with the kids and then I'll come back and I'll do it later. Or I need a break. I've had a lot of no's. So I'm going to watch the entertainment channel and take my mind off. So they have all these things that they do that's not income generating. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying not to take time for yourself. That is really important. But when you're focusing on doing work, just do it. Don't make excuses. Don't say, I'm going to go watch TV or do this or do that. Just focus on things that's going to help your business. Don't procrastinate. That's another thing that entrepreneurs are really good at. Just yes. focus on getting stuff done. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I've, um, I learned something a few, well, probably a year ago now uh, from Mel Robbins. So she's got this five second rule. So every time you procrastinate, then go five, four, three, two, one, take a deep breath and you just start doing what you need to do. But I didn't only do it for a few minutes. And before you know it, you're into it for an hour. So it's a little bit. I use my calendar. If it's on my Google calendar, it gets done. Yes. Uh, I, I, do everything i don't push things off uh, even my kids like or my wife if stuff needs to be done i put it in there i put my breaks in there so if i'm going to play basketball in the back with my son he'll come in here we'll put it on my calendar so i know it gets done right and then i can tell him listen i've got a call here i'm doing a podcast here but we have a break here after dinner we can do it and then uh, and a lot of times I, I block time off just for family time so i, I i'm a big big proponent of of work you know People say work-life balance. One of the things that Gary says in his book, uh, the one thing, work-life balance is really a misnomer. It's really hard to do that. It's either one is going to win or the other. It's really hard to balance it, right? Mm -hmm. But when you take time off, you want to just take time off, unplug, and just focus on doing what needs to be done. That's your focus, your one thing you focus on. Don't have your phone on your lap, right? If you're spending time with your significant other, a date night, whatever, just do that. Don't do work. But when you're doing work, don't like like your friend was saying, don't make excuses. You know, do your five, four, three, two, one and get to work. You know, don't make excuses. You gotta get stuff done. And if people work focused on getting things done, they'll get it done. Mm -hmm. But if they focus on finding reasons why not to do it, it won't get done either. So uh, one of the things I tell my team is I've, I've got my, my sales team that works with a lot of coaching consultants. If they ever use the word try, in any meetings that we have, they know that that's one thing that I do tolerate. I always tell my team, never say they're gonna to try to do anything. Yeah. And I tell to entrepreneurs, well, don't say, hey, I'm gonna try and do it. Because if you try and do it, what you're saying is, you know what, I'm gonna give it as much of a shot that I think is okay without that not getting to it. I have a, a limit here, but if I don't get it, it's okay, because I haven't done it. I mean, because I tried. So I tell people, you either do it or you don't. Yes. So even my mentors and coaches, they tell me to do something and I don't get it done. I am not going to go to their meeting and say, oh, I didn't get it done because I just <laughs> didn't get it done. You know, I just didn't get it done. So it's, it's just some, it's a, it's a way that you approach things and you're going to, people find out when you stop making excuses internally, you'll get it done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. You will find a way to get it done.
exactly and it's that will change that will the try to i will get it done you know it's going to happen That's, i don't know if you're a star wars fan but there's a character yoda yes the green guy and one of i used to have that as my screensaver for the longest time because he's he one of the things he said is there is no try only do there you go <laughs> yeah so I, I love it i was like that's my mantra just do it just, just do, do it, it. <laughs> Do you practice gratitude every day? I do. You're talking with affirmations? Yes. Yeah, I do. So basically every evening before I go to bed and every, and you know, we, I, we're, you know, we believe in prayer as well. So I do that yes. every, every evening mm -hmm. and then in the morning. Uh, I'm not one of those guys like to show up for anything. I'm a big preparer. I like to prepare. You know, I always tell people that I have organized chaos going on because it looks like I've got stuff all over the place, but I don't I have a, re a way to get things done. But in the morning, I do gratitude, I do affirmations, I read, and then I prepare for that day as well. I don't just show up. And then I'm always in a good state, like in a positive state. No matter how, I could have no, 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 it doesn't matter. The next call, the next thing I'm doing, I don't let that energy carry over. So if people are down, work on getting your state back up. Like get in, get, you know, you know, just working, getting that energy back. Exactly. People will feed off of that. And if you're trying to sell something, right, people will know that, feel that state. They're going to buy that state more than what you're saying. Right? Mm -hmm. You may say the right things, but if your actions are not backing up those words, it, you know, you, you, it could end up in a, the wrong way. So, yes, I do believe in the power of affirmations and, and getting into a positive state. It is, it's, um, I've actually done a podcast on it a few weeks ago and it, um, it really makes a big difference if you, if you, especially when your mood is down and like I say, before you jump on a call, cause if you, if, I used to do cold call talent, so I know exactly how it's all about. And if you, if you just a little bit, just a fraction down, the other person can hear it and you've already killed the cell before you even tried. And it's, it's a very, very good point. Very good point. All right. So, um, obviously you're a family man. And, you know, by hearing it, you know, your family does have a priority in your organized chaos life. Absolutely. What is your favorite thing to do with your family? So we, uh, we actually, I, I believe I, I share with you that we just went, well, I, I said I personally lost a lot of weight, but we kind of did that as a family, except my son. My son, he's a little bit young to get on our lifestyle change. Um, so, you know, we enjoy eating a lot. We're, we're big eaters. We're foodies, I guess. So we, we changed into uh, eating a lot more from home and eating healthy. So we do a lot of stuff cooking. We, we cook together. We eat mm. together. That's one of the things I love is that we get to eat our meals together. Mm. Uh, now, my daughter is in college, right? She's finishing up. So a few days, she's not with us. Um, but we, we, we do. We're very close as a family. And if I ever leave, like if I go to a speaking engagement or if I have to go out of town for a few days, it really messes the dynamics here because we're always used to being together. So uh, family type activities for travel trips. We do a lot of mini trips. We go for drives. We're in, right outside of Houston. So we do a lot of mini trips around here. Uh, my daughter's getting older, so I don't have as many dates with her as I used to. But my son is still a teenager. So we do play a lot of sports. Out of basketball he kind of teaches me about uh, uh Fortnite, i guess or some of these new games that are out that the kids are doing so but i'd like to, to do that um, i just take time off and focus on doing that uh, my wife and i will have like coffee time where we just you know without the kids or just spend some time you know just having coffee and talking catching up 
So um, I do have some friends that are, you know, non entrepreneurs that, you know, every once in a while we'll get together. I'm a big sports fan. So we'll do sports uh, uh, get togethers, but most of the time it's family. Most of the time we do family events, just anything family related. We, we do, we spend a lot of time together. That is fantastic because, you know, as entrepreneurs, you tend to just sometimes neglect your family. Um, I've, I was very guilty of that. I pulled myself together and I'm not anymore, but um, I used to be very guilty of that. So it's, it's always nice to hear that, you know, families do have a priority in an entrepreneurial journey because it is, it is challenging to balance it all. You know, like the work, work, like you mentioned earlier with your book, The Gary Guy, there's like the work-life balance is really hard, you know, to... Absolutely. And when I first got married, it was tough because it was before the kids. I used to try and do everything myself. Like I did have a successful business before the internet. Uh, I had a full-time job and I was making six figures offline before the internet doing direct mail, direct marketing. But I was a one-man show and I did everything because my wife really wasn't entrepreneurial at that point. But I, you know, the communication that I talked about earlier was key because we started communicating and she told me what some of the things that she didn't like and like I was working 18 hour days and just a lot yeah. of craziness to make things work right but again this is without a mentor once I got a mentor and they focused on yeah. the right things it, my life just literally changed but uh you know we talked about the things that are important to us and when we have kids and all those type of things so yeah we incorporated all that in to make sure that we didn't lose that part that identity and that what was our why like our why everyone's got different whys right True. Mine's not to drive a Lambo and have a two-seater, right? Even though we've got nice cars, you know, we've got three pretty cool cars. So it's not like we have bad cars, but that wasn't our focus. Our focus was to make sure that we got to spend our time together and mm-hmm. we left corporate America behind and, and, and did more things. The homeschooling was just an added benefit. Um, so yeah, so get your wide dial down and communication with your family, your spouse, your significant other. Those are crucial. Mm-hmm. And I, and one thing I tell people, especially those of you that are listening that are entrepreneurs that are, that maybe the main could be male, female, whoever is the main entrepreneur and the spouse is not communicate with them. A lot of times so much can happen. If you communicate, even if, think, even if you're losing your money, you charge your cards up, whatever's going on, you know, you're getting into debt, let them know what's going on. The reason why you're in front of that computer or doing this, you know, they need to know and because mm-hmm. that can handle so much uh, of the angst because sometimes people will try to shield that other person from the negative that's going on. Cause you know, most people, let's be honest, are losing money. Oh. The majority of people who want to be coaches, consultants, entrepreneurs, they're going to fail. They're going to lose money. And that's why they quit. Right. Sometimes they quit because of their significant other is telling them, Hey, stop. You're not making us any money. Yeah. They don't know what's going on. They don't really know that entrepreneurial journey. They're just seeing what you're doing. You're spending time from the computer and we're not making any money. So that means what you're doing must not be working. So mm-hmm. you communicate with them and say, listen, this is what I'm trying to do. I can really use your support. How can we work together on this? It's amazing what can happen. That's really what I did. So. Mm. That's great advice, DJ. Really, that's great advice. I feel like you, you should be a marriage counselor. <laughs> you're giving great advice. My, yeah. wife was a, my, my wife, before she retired, was a psychotherapist. So she used to give a lot of counseling advice. So I think rubbed off on me <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome i absolutely love it okay so you obviously have your own team of people working for you how do you take care of them that they keep loyal to you 
So I do, I'm in charge of training. So I do the training myself, but I have a sales manager uh, that pretty much runs a lot of what, what is it we do. And I, you know, I put them on pedestals. I give them a lot of positive feedback. I'm rarely critical. Like I'm very careful about who I hire. It's usually tough to work for me because I'm really careful about the hiring process. But once you work for me, most people end up staying for a long time. Um, but I'm very positive, you know, and, you know, if I had to be direct, I'll be direct, but it's usually with love and with, you know, I, I don't yell at people. I don't ask people to do anything I wouldn't do. So I'm very positive that way. And I do a lot of the training myself. And since my training is based around an ethical selling, you know, process, people like it. They love it. It's more natural to them and they love selling like that. The mm -hmm. problem is most people who are told to sell like that are not taught how to do it properly. So they usually are not making money that's exactly it so, so I, I focus on showing them the right ways to put systems and processes in place so a lot of it has just to be having good systems in place good training in place a good manager mm -hmm. like we have a good manager i have a good operations manager as well so just surrounding yourself with good leaders and then being really uh, upfront and very positive like you know mm -hmm. just uplifting people instead of uh, tearing them down yes that's awesome advice. I love that. Um, I'm in the process of building my team. Well, I've been putting my feelers out there, you know, to start building a team. And um, it's, a, it's a question that, because obviously I'm exactly like you. I, don't, I used to be in a sales manager position and I used to have salespeople. And um, I worked at a company where I was the, you know, it's like two sales managers in different business units. And the one manager really just tore her team down all the time. And I was the one building it up. And my team was better than her team. And it wasn't because I had better salespeople. It's just because I was building them up. And it's so nice that you say that because it's amazing. Because if you feel good about your job and what you do, you are going to succeed. You know, and you're going to be. Yeah, I, I had exactly the same thing before I got into the entrepreneurial part. I was uh, one of five sales managers at this organization, and my team outsold everybody else's. And people from other teams wanted to join my team because, because they knew that they were getting yelled at. You know, and and I and I didn't yell, and I trained. I spent a lot of time with training and getting people better. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's like, you know, our, our parents just say that you get a lot more, uh, what is it, bees with honey than you do with uh, whatever vinegar or whatever that's saying is. I probably misspoke it there. But yeah, because I, I really believe uh, in that positive way of, you know, doing things. Even with our kids, we've never done corporal punishment yes. with our kids. We, we believe a lot more in positive reinforcement mm -hmm. and just getting the best. And the thing with our kids, it's work because... The one thing, I don't know if this is, I guess for parents, it's a positive, but they've never lied. They don't lie. Both my kids don't lie. They're truthful to a fault. Mm -hmm. uh, they're truthful to a fault that, because uh, they know that at the end of the day, we may get upset, we may get mad, mm -hmm. but we're going to handle it the best way that we can. So we create that environment. And I do that with my team as well. So I want to make sure that they're very honest with me about things. Mm -hmm. So if you do it the right way, you build that culture. Mm. you know it's just really the best way to go and then they end up being productive so that's that's the key that is absolutely the key what is your daily methods of operation so from from morning when you start working till like when you finish how do you run your day so i've got three different companies or three different focuses that i have so one of the companies it's affiliate driven it's mostly affiliates uh it's actually it has nothing to do with coaching it's a, a different income stream that i have Mm -hmm. So uh, I have to make sure that I meet with the affiliate manager. So what I do is I 
in the course of the day, my calendar, I have usually the, for the following week, I know exactly what the next week's going to, I mean, one week, I'll know what the following week's going to look like. And then I, like I said, I go into my daily activities each day. So I've got meetings typically with a uh, tech team, affiliate manager, uh, not the affiliates every once in a while will have a question about promoting and things like that. So, uh, so just that, so with that, I have one business set up for my sales team. I really don't do a whole lot with that because I get the client and I work with the client. Mm -hmm. But once we start selling for them, it's just basically about training my team, which I meet with them uh, mm -hmm. regular, uh, weekly, at least once, sometimes twice. And I do a training with them, uh, make sure they have questions, and answer things like that. Mm -hmm. But other than that, my sales manager runs everything. So he'll, make sure all the products, everything is done, all the tech stuff is done. And then the, the third one is a little bit newer to me, which is a B2C company, because I have so many people that are reaching out to me that want to learn how to sell and hold on to their core values and you know sell ethically, but, and get conversions, because that's what their problem is, they're having a problem getting sales. So I have so I've released a new program where I'm teaching people myself, not, I don't have the time, the band would do one-on-one -on -one coaching like I used to. So I do uh, a group coaching That's where I, uh, yeah, I just teach coaches, mostly coaches, but there are consultants as well. And there are some course mm -hmm. creators and other types of service providers. If you sell through consultation, then so, so that's a little bit newer. So with that, I train typically uh, two live calls a week. Mm -hmm. And other than that, I, you know, just make sure I oversee and manage the, the membership area and the Facebook group and things like that. Yeah. That's really great that you do that because um, I can, I will definitely send people your way because I know a lot of people that need that, you know, whether they want to believe it or not, but yes, we must. Well, see, so, so that's such an interesting statement because you're right. So many people need it, but not that many people realize they need it, especially coaches. Mm. A lot of salespeople know that they always want to get better at selling, but I find a lot of coaches and course creators they don't know they need it. They just feel, Hey, I just got to get as many leads as possible. I know I'm going to close one out of 10. And, you know, I, I just teach them how to, you know, get more conversions. So that way they have more people to serve. Mm. But uh, you're a lot of people don't know they need it. And that's, the, yeah. the, that's what I'm finding out because it's a newer program is a lot of people don't know they need it. And they, most people do need it. Almost everybody I talk to needs it. Yes. Uh, and, and they love it because it's very, I teach everything that holds on to everything they believe in, not high pressure, not salesy, not technique driven. It's just always within what they truly, truly want to do. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you. Because just to add a point, while we're on the conversion stacks type side of it all, is that... Um, so you say you help people close about 50% because like you said, people expect to close one out of 10, you know, leads. What is your conversion opinion on this? Do you think you can do more if you do it right? Absolutely. Well, that's what I do. I mean, I, I always tell people I never actually work with anybody that implement what I teach that doesn't at least double their conversions. Awesome. So uh, most people, if they implement everything I teach and be consistent with it, they can get over 50%. So yeah. a lot of times one out of 10 is almost industry average, you know, one to maybe two out of 10. But then the way I look at it, there's so many people you're not serving. You're, you're paying for that. So if, whether you do organic, or whether you do paid, you're paying. If you're paying money out of your pocket, what well, you're paying with money. But if you are investing time, well, your time is worth money, right? So, exactly. so there's an investment of time, which is also monet monetary. 
So yeah, everybody I believe can get over 50% because the reason people don't buy from you mm. is typically you haven't really listened to what they said. You haven't heard what they said. Uh, they don't feel like they know, like, and trust you, mm -hmm. right? You're looking as a commodity. If somebody looks at you as a commodity, no. they're not going to buy from you. They're going to look and see where they can get it cheaper. Exactly. So what I teach people is how not to be looked as a commodity, you know, become an expert in your space, become a better listener, mm -hmm. ask the right questions and follow up and truly care about people. You know, don't cut people off when they're speaking, just listen to what they have to say. Yes. And so I have a process that I teach, you know, I, again, I call it unselling, but there's a process I teach how to do that over several, you know, uh, steps. And then once they learn it and they implement it on their strategy calls, yes, they can get, it's not typically overnight, yes. but as you learn it, yes, there's no one that should not be able to get to 50% yes. if they focus. I love it. We're definitely going to drop your links to everything that you do at the end of the podcast because people need to get in touch with you. They need this in their lives. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. And I love teaching it. I mean, I, I truly yeah. believe that something missing that everybody could implement. And, uh, and you know, the way I look at it, it's, it's, you know, I want to help people that love to serve, serve you know, more people. That, that's what my passion is. Uh, you know, it's you're converting one out of 10, there's nine people you're not. So if you can get to half, well, that's four more people that you can, you know, out of every 10 that you can get your message out to, right? So yeah, actually, I, I, I truly enjoy doing what I do. Awesome. That's just really cool. Okay, so we've talked about we've talked about struggles, um, but we haven't talked about successes. So what has been your biggest success up to date? It can be a personal thing, it can be a business related thing, but what is you feel is like your biggest success that you've had over the last year? Like the ten? biggest success, like you're talking about um, business wise, personal? Anything that you feel personally has been a success for you. I think the biggest, uh, just to align what we're talking about here, is the biggest thing is I didn't quit. Um, when I should have quit probably years ago with the old mindset that I had, yes. uh, it was so easy to quit. And I was telling people, so it's, quitting is really easy. It's just, it doesn't take that much no. effort to quit. Yeah. But I really, really believe in myself and that there was, you know, the job that I had, even though it was okay, it was dictating my life. You know, they would tell me when I can take off, that I could not take Thanksgiving and Christmas off. You know, I was bound to certain holidays. Um, you know, if I wanted to, if there was a funeral of somebody close to me, I had to only take a few days off and be back. It was just really constraining. So, I, you know, my wife was like, well, you're getting paid good money. It's secure. You're doing all this, you know, just, just okay, stay with it. Um, so there was times I was thinking, well, is she right? Should I, you know, but then I'm so glad I just believed in myself. And then I really, like I said, start modeling success. Yes. So I think the biggest win has just been the fact that I didn't quit. Mm -hmm. uh, we really wrote down our why and stuck to it, which was really the, our family dynamic was a huge, huge part of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's been great. It's been great. So there's been a lot of wins, you know, obviously I've made a lot of money and uh, helped a lot of other people make a lot of money and awesome. doing it my way. And, all while I'm helping you know, it's kind of a win 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 type of situation so I love it it's 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 great to hear when I speak to other people that they love helping people um it's yes. just yeah it's really 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 awesome 
that basically is it. Tiji, that is our interview. You've answered all my questions. Um, I do have one last, more like a statement. If you can give any advice to somebody starting out their journey, but they're really struggling to make that decision, what would you advise them? So what I would do is the journey, because I've been through it myself, is there's a lot of stuff bombarding you when you come online. There's a ton of stuff. The thing is, don't look to do things on the cheap and just do what you think is right. Invest the time, effort, if you have to invest money. And a lot of times people don't, here's the other thing, people sometimes tell me, well, I would love to do that, but I just don't have the money. Mm. So again, you have to ask yourself, where is that coming from? Like, like if I told that, so if someone tells me they don't have any money and I tell them, well, do you want to check for $50,000? And they go, yo, yeah. Well, I'll give you a check for $50,000 in three days if you go out and give me 10,000. If you give me 10,000, I'll give you 50,000. Well, if they know they're going to get 50 grand, they'll do whatever they got to do to go get 10 grand. Mm-hmm. So when people tell me they don't have money, it just basically tells me that they're not thinking the way entrepreneurs do. The other thing is you don't have to go out and get loans and all this other stuff. I mean, go get a part-time job. You know, go do something else, go, you know, become a tutor, do, you know, whatever you have to do. What I'm saying is if you truly want to become successful, you uh, don't go, don't quit, which is one of the biggest things. Don't make excuses. Don't go on the cheap because you think, hey, I'm going to go to YouTube and learn everything. You know, get a mentor. Mentors are really good people that have been there and done that. It's going to help you immensely. Like if I had to do everything all over again, I would have got a mentor a long time ago, a long time ago. Because I, even though I was making six figures offline, I was working 18 hour days, not seeing my family. It was just, it was, and I tried, I figured things out a little bit on my own, but I could have circumvented a lot of that if I just, you know, got some help. So the main thing is, you know, yeah, don't quit. Uh, don't go cheap just because you think that's the only way to go. If you have to go get a part-time job to get, you know, get some money for paid ads or whatever you want to do to get a mentor, do that. But write down what you want, write your goal down, and then don't make excuses until you get there. Just tell yourself, I'm going to get there. I'm going to figure out a way to do it. As long as it's legal, moral, ethical, I'm going to find a way to get it done and not get excuses. And and that in itself is going to help people immensely because it's a mindset thing. The mind really is the reason people are going to get there or not. Really, that's what it is. Yes. That is amazing advice. Thank you so much, TJ. I really appreciated you coming onto the show and sharing amazing advice. Even the marriage counseling part of it, I think was also pretty <laughs> awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure there's very a lot of entrepreneurs that can benefit out of that. That's for sure. Very, very welcome. <laughs> but thank you so much. Really appreciate your time and have a great evening. Yeah, I was going to say that if they want to get, for, I know your listeners are wanting to get uh, value from this. I, I have set up a, a little gift for them if they want to go check it out. Awesome. Uh, if they just go to tgtijigift.com, if there's no charge for it, it's, uh, it'll give a little bit of insight of some of my background, but also some of my focuses and how I helped, you know, really got out of where I was at and got to going where I wanted to, especially if you're a coach or an entrepreneur just starting out, it'll help you because it's just kind of gives you some insights, but just go to TG gift. No charge for it. And uh, I enjoyed it. It was great. Uh, I love spending some time with you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And we'll pop the link on the bottom of the podcast as well. And all your links so they can come and they can find you. Um, Yeah. 
definitely. Okay, awesome. Thanks so much. Have a good All afternoon. All right, you're welcome. Take care, everyone. Bye.